Baltimore is listening. This is Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Time now for Understanding CBD, brought to you by Max and Stevens Premium Hemp Extracts. Here's Max and Steven. Sitting in the morning sun, I'll be sitting when the evening comes, watching the ships roll in, then I'll watch them roll away again. I'm sitting on the dock of the bay Watching the tide roll away I'm just sitting on the dock of the bay Wasting time And welcome in to Understanding CBD uh, This is uh, Stephen Wallman Hello there, Max Sobel Hello, Stephen Wallman can't hear you. Maybe uh, the mic's on. Maybe it's not on. There. I'm not sure. There we go. And uh, there we go. And uh, thanks for tuning in this week. It's a beautiful Sunday. We're here live every Sunday. Today is June 13th, I think. Is it, Max? Correct. 13th, man. And the phone lines are open. The phone number to call is 410-922-6680. Noah, the engineer, has the day off, but Sam, the man, is in the booth Sam, the waiting man. to take your phone call today. So... Uh, please uh, use that number, 410-922-6680. Song choice today, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay, Otis Redding. Wish I was sitting on the Dock of the Bay myself. Well, and it's going to be relevant. You know, our our guest today is from the uh, Eastern Shore, so that Uh uh, will give you a little um, forecast of what's happening today. But today we have uh, on this episode Doc G's Corner. Uh, Doc G, you'll never know what comes out of Dr. Benjamin Gonzalez's mouth today. But, I don't know um, if anybody knew, but he spent 15 years as an emergency medicine staff physician at Walter Reed Army Medical Center. That guy's got much street credit. Big much time. street credit. Uh, we also have mail sack coming up this uh, this segment later on the show. Nice. Thank you, thank you, Sam. Max will be reaching into the mail, Max and Stevens mail sack, to read a, a message from one of you lucky listeners. So... Um, bring you another Wallman's Wow. Wow. Wow stands for words of wisdom. Wallman's words of wisdom will also be here at the end of the show, so make sure you stay in. And that's where in less than 30 seconds we give you some words of wisdom. And uh, for any reason, if you miss part of the show, you got to step away. You can always find the rest on our website. Isn't that right, Max? How do they do that? Hop on understandingcbd.com and then go into the Our Show section and you can catch all of the replays. They'll be available both in podcast form for whatever podcast service you like to use, or you can also watch videos a la YouTube. Right from there, folks. Right from there. That's pretty cool. And uh, before we get to the news, Max, Hotline. and introduce our special guest, we want to mention that Understanding CBD is brought to you by Max and Stevens Premium Hemp Extracts. Stop by maxandstevens.com or give them a call at 443-743-2444. You can also text that number. They'll always, we are always happy to help. Did you also know that they will plant a tree for every bottle purchased? That's a nice company. That's a really That's a, nice company. What a, and they, they should make more companies like that. They should. General reminder, 
We want you to know that you're not to take anything said on this program as professional or legal advice. That's not what we're here for. And um, now I'd like to get to introducing our special guest for the day. So Barry Pritchard is a scientist and a business professional, uh, a true Marylander through and through. Um, He received his Bachelor of Science in Chemistry from Towson State University, his MBA from Loyola College. Both schools actually are in Maryland, in case you didn't know that and you're catching us on the podcast. But Barry, along with his wife, Cindy, are the founders of SunX Analytical right here in Cambridge, Maryland. SunX Analytical is a natural products production facility, an analytical testing laboratory, and a workforce training center, uh, which is focused on the promotion of industrial hemp production and processing in the state of Maryland. Barry, we know you well. Welcome to the show. Hi, fellas. Thanks for having me. Sorry for the uh, technical difficulties there, but... Well, you sound you great. You sound great. You really do. Yeah. And and actually, we yeah. met through the radio show. You called after hearing one of our earlier shows. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's exactly right. My wife and I were on a, on a ride one day coming back from Annapolis, and what else to do? WCBM at 2, 3, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, we joined in and listened in to one of your shows. And then I thought, you know, we probably should... Make the connection at this point for uh, a focus on Maryland and CBD. So. Well, I'm glad you and your wife absolutely love our show and you're super, <laughs> super huge fans. So thanks for the endorsement. That's right. We appreciate that. Um, but uh, we, we really are big fans of you, um, Barry. And uh, you're one of the true pioneers in the state of Maryland helping to lead us out of this uh, three-generation-long prohibition on the cannabis plant. And you do have a unique distinction in the state um, in the cannabis business, don't you? Yeah, so interestingly, SunX can make claim as being the first legal cannabis business in Maryland and that we were the first applicant for registration as a testing company uh, for the medical cannabis side. And we were in that industry for just a few nine months or so. Uh, decided to move into industrial hemp in mid-2017. And um, we've been at the tip of the spear ever since. It's yeah, that's an interesting ride so far. That's pretty cool. Congratulations. So um, just to yeah. take a little step back, so you, yep. you you got your chemistry degree from Towson, and then you got your right. um, MBA from Loyola. Were you targeting a career in the cannabis industry then? No, I you know I graduated from from Towson uh, in 1982 and went to work for McCormick for a good while. Uh, and at that point, even though we experimented with cannabis, we weren't um, it wasn't it was frowned upon. A lot of folks were tested at that point. So quite frankly, I uh, wasn't involved in cannabis for many years uh, until just a few years ago when. Uh, we decided to move away from corporate America and start uh, our own company. What attracted you to the cannabis industry specifically? Could have done anything. Yeah, yeah, it was a good fit for me. Uh, I mean, there was a I read an article some six or seven years ago uh, in one of the industry rags that I read routinely called Chem and Engineering News, and the article described the serious lack of standardization of method and testing capabilities, reliable testing um, for the cannabis industry in general. And I thought, you know, at that point, to answer your question directly, yes, it was a perfect fit for me because I had spent 10 years as a natural product chemist, 15 years as an analytical chemist, 
and the rest just sort of general industrial chemistry. So it was a perfect fit for me to bring, not to be so bold, but to say this, but to bring credibility to the industry. And we indeed have done that. The industry is unique, um, the hemp industry specifically. Uh, the medical cannabis is a little different, but and what I mean by that is the medical cannabis side is highly regulated as a pharmaceutical industry would be. But the hemp industry relies on self-regulation. And I have to tell you, uh, the industry's done very well at being very conscious of THC levels, which is the main concern, um, both in raw material that they're growing, plant material, as well as finished material that you would see on the shelf, tinctures, lotions, that sort of thing. Well, so you, you started SunX Analytical to add some credibility to this, this hemp industry, and you ended up starting and opening up in Cambridge, Maryland. What, deci- what made you decide to start there? Right. My wife and I lived in Snow Hill at the time. We lived there for about 10 years, and we were looking for laboratory space. <laughs> it's a funny story, really. We looked everywhere from the Virginia line to the bridge to Delaware for some laboratory space. And there was absolutely nothing. In fact, I called several of the local university chemistry professors and asked them if they had any lab space, and they laughed at me. But anyway, I kept getting shown by the realtors doctor's offices, and that really didn't quite fit the bill. So we went into an innovation center in Cambridge, um, one that you would see around any major university, a technology transfer center, if you will, Eastern Shore Innovation Center. And uh, along with the, the, on the strength of a rural Maryland council grant, we were actually able to take some warehouse space and build our own little 1,500 square foot lab space some three years ago. Did you get some good support from the local community? Um, we didn't have any negative, anything negative happen that a lot of the cannabis companies have run into. Uh, we did get a lot of support from local political folks because I, I guess they saw for us, at least we were trying to bring the industry to a certain level of comfort with growing hemp on farms uh, with the vision at some point to have hemp uh, as a rotational crop here on the shore. But the point is that we needed to get started with cannabinoid production so that folks could make a little bit of money and get comfortable with the plant in general. So, yeah, we got a lot of support with visionaries uh, in Dorchester County, quite frankly. And then, again, I'll say it again, the Rural Maryland Council really did see the opportunity long-term uh, for hemp on the shore. And actually, Barton Felder did as well. So. Now, in the in the facility that you you um, opened in part of that grant, um, in addition to the testing, what other benefits were you bringing to the county there? Yeah, so initially we were a, a testing company. Uh, the original grant uh, proposed that we would do some soil testing, that sort of thing, which we never really did. But we did do testing uh, for at least in the first year, uh, about eighty percent of Maryland's hemp farms. Uh, and then with the grant money, we also expanded into doing uh, raw material manufacturing. So we would bring hemp material in, do the extraction, purify those materials to uh, usable CBD um, raw material, starting materials. 
Now, in, the, in uh, those, then, oh, I'm yep. sorry. Yeah. Now, just curious. <laughs> like, I'm just picturing you bringing it in a community that's not used to this, a new industry. You're bringing bales of what looks like weed. What did the cops have to say? Yeah. Uh, did so you have any? Early on, <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. Early on. Barry, we can't hear you. Maryland wasn't growing. Barry, Maryland now we can hear you if you want to just rewind a couple seconds. Oh, sure. So we started the, um, we opened the, when we opened the doors, uh, Maryland was not growing hemp at that point. So what we were doing, we were bringing crude CBD extract in and doing purification of that material and then helping uh, a couple of different companies bring consumer products to the market, nutritional supplements, that sort of thing. When the industry began, uh, then we started to do testing. You're cutting out again, uh, Yeah, Barry. sorry. We're having a, a little bit of technical <laughs> issues, and that's fine, because we need to take a break anyway, Barry. So we're going to be right back after these words, and uh, we're going to hear more about what's happening in the hemp industry currently and where we're going from here. So stay right there. I left my home in Georgia. Hey, welcome in to Understanding CBD. Hello there, Max Sobel. Welcome back, Steve Wallman. We were going to play the uh, song for Barry there we selected. Um, which which was, music. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had a special song all queued up for you. Oh, here we go. All right. Yeah, we knew you couldn't keep your head still for that. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, uh, and everyone, you can't see us, obviously, on the radio, but you can go to understandingcbd.com and take a look at the videos of all these episodes that we have so you get to see our beautiful faces and uh, us enjoying the music at the beginning. So, anyway, we are back here with uh, Barry Pritchard, founder of SunX Analytical, a Maryland-based hemp processing business, and we're talking about hemp manufacturing in, in Maryland and um, Barry, um, before starting SunX, have you ever worked with farmers before? No, I had little experience with the farming community. Uh, and uh, just, uh, I will say it has been one of the great pleasures of being part of the hemp industry is the honesty and the wholesomeness of the farmers that I've worked with. It's a pleasure. And the simplest way to describe it is at the end of the day when you shake someone's hand that you have a deal, you have a deal. And that's refreshing in this cannabis industry. Do farmers need to do anything special before they plant their first hemp seed? Is there like a license or a registration or something that they have to go through? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Max. They have to register with the state um, the Department of Ag. And at this point, it's a little confusing, but there are, there are actually two programs that they can uh, register under, either the 2014 Farming bill or the 2018 one we won't get into all the details around that but one requires that uh, you work with the university and that gives you the opportunity to work with uh, THC levels at 0.3 and the other is the new USDA program where it's a total THC at 0.3 and that's something that's 
what we'd need a lot of time to describe. Mm-hmm. But I would suggest if someone gets into the is interested in getting into the industry, uh, call me, and I'll get you in touch with a number of any number of farmers that have had uh, significant success uh, in growing material. Most often, it's folks that have had experience with uh, growing annual perennials. Hmm. Of all things, interesting. Yeah, and I was yep. I was curious because there's one side of it where you need to get a permit and licensing. Right. Other than that, and you obviously you know, offered your assistance, and you could connect with other farmers. Is there guidance from USDA or any ag on best practices? Yeah, not really. It, it's we're all sort of foraging our own way, and at this point, most of us are three or four years into it. So. Uh, with an hour-long discussion, we can save folks a lot of time and um, anxiety. The main thing about this particular um, plant that grows well and keeps the seed, the weeds down, and then I learned a new term, it's called a truck harvest. Uh, harvesting of hemp material is essentially done by hand. Uh, the more mechanized uh, you become in your operation, the less efficient you are. So. That's just a tip for me, and remember, I'm the guy that does the testing throughout the growth cycle. Now, Barry, I want to ask you a question. So we've heard that the actual hemp production has actually gone down. I've got some numbers here. So in 2019, an estimated uh, 786 acres were grown in Maryland, and then in in 2020, it seemed to have dropped by more than half. Can you shed some light on why that hemp production reduced so drastically? Yeah, interestingly, the first year of that uh, 800 or so acres that that uh, apparently is on some website that you've gotten, uh, only about 300 acres were actually grown uh, that first year. There were about 90 growers. Most of the farms were between one and two acres. There were some folks that had uh, set aside registration for you know, two and 300 acres. They didn't grow. There was only one group that grew some 90 acres or so, and it was an abject failure, mainly because it was grown like it was a, meant to be a high-throughput crop, and it just is not. Mm. Again, the folks that had success were ones that had that grew between two and five acres and had enough hands to do the harvest. Um, the, the, you know, the expectation versus reality is something that we also want to make sure we c- you can help us set the record straight here. Yeah, um, what is sure. the proper expectation, and what was the expectation, and, and what's reality? Yeah, so early on, uh, farms could have expected some, let's say, 40 or $50 a pound for the material. And the cost to grow it uh, would have been... Or like 400, maybe something like uh, I'm, I'm sorry, four or five. So there was a fair amount of fair amount of profit uh, early on. And again, you know, I'm not the expert on these numbers, but I'm just trying to give you a sense of it. Mm-hmm. The market, the bottom fell out of the market after the first year. There was a gross oversupply, uh, and those wholesale prices dropped from the anticipated levels of 40, 50 dollars a pound down to about five. And they're holding right now at about three. So what happened the second year was half the amount of farmers grew. They grew about 20% of the the material, and we're going to see a similar reduction this year. So I would suggest if you're interested, if you're a farmer and you're interested in getting into this industry, get into it 
mainly to learn about the product, learn about the processes, uh, but don't expect to make a whole lot of money. If you come out breaking even, you're doing well. But the real opportunity as we see it and the vision that we have is, again, ultimately be a rotational crop and you'll be ahead of the game by having spent the time to learn. And hemp is such a, a, let's call it a diverse type of crop. So of the acres that were grown, do you know, you have some insight into, was it primarily grown for uh, fiber or seed or, you know, cannabinoids specifically? Yeah, it was the low-hanging fruit. So 95% of it was grown for uh, cannabinoid, for flower and cannabinoid extraction. Okay. Only a few folks are growing for seed and seed oil. Um and then this year, there are a few more farms that are that will be growing for fiber. And we're actually participating in a study around that with the University of Maryland to to determine whether or not uh, we can reduce the phosphor le- phosphorus levels in soil by growing uh, the long leggy um, fiber hemp. Oh, that's great because there's so much yeah. so many benefits to the hemp plant. But um, I want right. to shift a little bit into your lab because that's really what sure. we're here to talk about today so you you're yeah, all fine. set up now you have farmers that have you know there's a lot of hemp grown they show up at your door with some hemp what, what happens from there right so what, what we have done in order to support the community because again you know we're a fairly significant part of the infrastructure but without um farms growing we don't have anywhere to go to go so since the market dropped so much um, for raw materials, we had an idea that we would start working directly with farmers to promote, help them make their own finished products so that they could take advantage of their own distribution channels. I mean, these folks sell a lot of product. They sell hydroponic tomatoes and lettuce and organic this and organic that. And they're in many different um, shops, grocery stores, that sort of thing. So we have been working with about 12 uh, of Maryland's farms to help, again, help them make finished product um, consumer uh, nutritional supplements. That's what I was right. going to so ask. We're so helping them, what right, are we're those? Them make, Go ahead. Sorry, Barry. Um, no, that's fine. So we're helping them make tinctures, mm-hmm. similar to what you guys have. Uh, we're helping them make lotions, pain creams, face creams. Uh, we're doing some, um, we will be doing some work here very shortly with, uh, generating gummy bears, and ultimately, because we would like to be more of a pharmaceutical company, we're looking to be making gel caps, time-release gel caps, that sort of thing soon. But again, the point is that the, the local farms now have an additional outlet to make more money because they um, they were making maybe 2 or 3% of the overall cash flow, uh, and if they were able to participate in the retail side, then, then uh, they could make a fair bit of money to make it worthwhile participating. Do you see them asking more for organic type of products or more the pharmaceutical side of things? Yeah, so uh, we have, when we talk to folks about what sort of products that they would like to generate, we give them a sense of where on the spectrum they want to be, and then we help them make those products. So, like you said, on one end, you're talking about the earthy products, products that are made more from raw materials, raw extract, and they are raw. They taste um, raw, raw, right, rather like uh, 
I don't know, eating grass. And then on the other side of the spectrum, through more refining, more pharmaceutical um, processes, we can make products that are quote unquote cleaner. And on that end of the spectrum, they tend to be THC free. So we talk with farms about what uh, what their vision is, and then we're able to design a product that fits their needs. Most often, it's a full spectrum product that has all of the cannabinoids that uh, the plant material provides. And then we add back the appropriate amount of terpenes that were originally there as well. Hmm, interesting. So um, a lot of formulating happens in the lab. And are there any risks in the lab? Are there any potential things that can go wrong? Yeah, I mean, there's a, the hazard for us is mainly that we are a, a, an ethanol extraction site. So we have a fair bit of ethanol around. So the trick is to keep ventilation high and all your containers uh, in explosion-proof uh, storage. So that's really the, the biggest concern for us. You know, Barry, Otherwise, it's pretty simple chemistry. Yeah. We've seen a, uh, and we've talked about this, is we've seen a huge boom in the uh, hemp-derived THC market, which is an interesting thing. And we're talking about right. the Delta-8 THC, the Delta-10. We're hearing about Delta-O or Delta-0, Stephen and I are. What's this all about, Barry? Yeah, so I guess the simplest way to describe this um, from a regulatory standpoint is that the Farm Bill allows for hemp producers to do simple extractions with no real modifications of the chemistry. So whatever the plant provides, we are able to extract out and uh, add as a component of our final formulations, as long as it's not above uh, 0.3 THC. So Delta-8 is indeed one of those natural products. However, the concentration is so low that it's impractical to do isolation techniques, physical techniques to isolate it. Right. And But so just to pause you one doing. second, what we're talking right. about is um, THC has... Um, the, the illegal version or above 0.3% Delta 9 THC is what we're talking Delta about. Nine. So Delta, right. the, the Deltas that Max brought up and that Barry's talking about, they're um, just other versions of THC. So go, I just wanted to bring the THC in. It's the part that gets you high. Sure. Yeah. Right. So there is some uh, significant interest these days, Max, in, in Delta 8. And it's as simple as this. If you look at, if you just imagine what Delta 9 looks like, I don't know, whoever knows. But it has a functional group, little chemistry here, in the nine position. Okay, whatever. Delta eight has that same functional group in the eight position. So it's an isomer. It's a very similar product, but it's not exactly the same thing. So the dirty secret here is that in, in order to, ha to have delta eight come from hemp, you have to do chemistry on it. So it's not a direct extract. So from a regulatory standpoint, the FDA may say, oh, well, you're not following the hemp law because you're not extracting that. You're actually doing some chemistry on CBD to make Delta-8. So we're, we're really not sure what direction uh, ultimately the FDA will come down on, whether they'll side with the hemp farmers that, in my opinion, need this revenue outlet to survive, uh, or whether they'll side with the medical cannabis guys that actually see it as a potential competition competitor. So I'm not sure. Yeah. So that's the Delta 8 thing. Delta 10, same story. It's another minor cannabinoid. 
that can be manufactured through some chemistry. And then the, uh, the O is actually um, THC acetate. Again, you have to do some chemistry to make that product. So it's not really naturally occurring. None of those are naturally occurring. Gotcha. Uh, thanks for clearing that up because I know it's a big yep. question. People are seeing signs about it. From, from our perspective, from the Understanding CBD show, from Max and Stevens, right. we love the cannabis plant, period. There's CBD in marijuana. There's CBD in hemp. Yep. Maryland currently has, in many places, in the U.S. government, in many states, there's a hemp program, and then there's a medical cannabis program. Um, do you see a day where they merge, or do you think they'll both continue on? Now, I know they w- talk back and forth because they need to collaborate, but do you see them staying separate, or do you see a day where they merge? Yeah, there's absolutely there's a crossover. There's crossover in technology, separation methods, isolation, testing, all of the above. The issue for the future is that there are two distinctly different regulatory concerns. The medical cannabis side is more akin to the pharmaceutical industry, it, it, and it is regulated as such and taxed as such. The hemp CBD side, and maybe Delta 8 and 10 and the others, uh, are will end up in consumer products. So it's the regulations will be less stringent. However, they'll likely follow more of a USDA kind of model for nutritional supplements and that sort of thing. So they're, they're always going to be distinctly different industries. Uh, but I will tell you, and this is the comment that I didn't make about Delta 8, make sure that when if you're looking to buy material, buy consumer products, Delta 8, CBD products, whatever it is, Make sure that that product is coming from a reliable source and that it has been tested. Uh, there's a lot of funny business going on right now with this Delta 8 thing. Amen to um, that, Barry. Yeah, thanks, so, Barry. Well, you know, I think it's been an incredible interview, Barry. There's so much more we want to get to, but we do have to end it now. Um, yep. What's the best way people can get in touch with you? Yeah, I, the simplest way is to check our website. Uh, the company name is sunx s-u-n-x analytical uh, dot com uh, and my email address is there feel free to contact you guys and you guys may get my phone number out if you like as well yep absolutely reach out to us and uh, we're happy to help you in any way we can barry have a great rest of your sunday Thanks, Barry. Can I make one more comment? Sure. Yes. Your understanding CBD thing is awesome. That makes a difference in the industry between good players and bad players. Thanks, brother. All Thanks. the best to Cindy, too. Take care. Thanks, Thank Barry. You. Bye now. Can't hear anything. And we got uh, Doc G here for Doc G's Corner from Atlantis Medical Wellness Center. How are you today, Doc G? Hi, Doc. I'm doing. Hey, how's it going, you guys? I'm doing very well. Good. I know our listeners can't uh, can't see you, but you got a guest back there with you oh, today. Yeah. I do. I do have a guest. Wave, honey. <laughs> Hello there. Hello there. Well, thanks for joining, Doc G. What do you got for us today? She's, she's the one that keeps me straight. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you guys for having me. I am Dr. Ben Gonzalez, and this is Dr. G's Corner. The struggle for overall improved health is a constant especially as you age, aches and pains, joint inflammation, cramping, and the simple recovery from basic activities all escalate with age. Of course, if you gain weight, the aches escalate further. Age is a wonderful thing, however. Age is a privilege and honor. We complain about aging. I complain about aging. 
but aging truly is a privilege. I remind myself daily, I think, of how grateful I am watching my kids and my grandkids grow up. How with each ache and pain I feel is a reminder that though I'm aging, I'm alive. However, we are not just talking about existing. We want to thrive at any age. Thriving takes effort, and with age, that effort seems more of a chore. Our, all our physical, our physiological systems decline. This decline can be accelerated with what, with what we expose ourselves to, how we eat, toxins, things in the environment, the stress of life, family finances. All of this combines and contributes to what is called oxidative stress. This oxidative stress is the cause of aging. It is the balance between deterioration and repair. You want more repair than deterioration, right? If you choose a poor diet, if you expose your body to the high oxidative stress of smoking, junk food, poor sleep habits, alcohol, simple sugars, you age faster. Now, many of you have heard the term antioxidants. When a patient tells me they're taking antioxidant supplements, I kind of put them on the spot and I ask them, what is an antioxidant? What is an antioxidant to you? And most people do not know exactly what antioxidants are. You know, they are good things, but many people do not know exactly what they are. Think of antioxidants as the tools in your body that help fight off disease and aging. Antioxidants help provide balance and the oxidative stress that our bodies go through. You've heard of detoxing, right? Well, that is just the detoxifying, decreasing the oxidative process, detox. If you understand the concept the concept of the balance of oxidative stress and antioxidants, you begin to see a truly powerful way to age gracefully and even thrive through the aging process. Many oxidative stressors are self-imposed. Limit those processes. Eat more fruits and veggies. These contain good antioxidants. Eat less junk. Begin dropping those few pounds you've been saying you would drop. Stop the daily soda intake. Limit the alcohol. Make the effort to put down one more cigarette each day with the eventual goal to quit. Begin a daily five-minute breathing exercise that helps your body reset and recover. It only takes five minutes. So how does CBD fit in in all of this? Remember I said as we age, all our physiologic systems decline? Liver, kidney, gut, hormones, muscles, and joints all decline, including your natural CBD system, your endocannabinoid system you were born with. The endocannabinoid system, that system that declines as well, CBD is a powerful antioxidant. It is a powerful tool in fighting off the oxidative stress your body endures as you age. Studies have shown this powerful antioxidant effect as a direct and natural way to maintain balance in your body, especially in the gut, the brain, and for chronic pain in, in your body. Unfortunately, the idea of antioxidant effect has been misused in the marketing world of poor quality over-the-counter supplements. Do not fall into that trap. A high-quality, properly sourced CBD can be a natural and powerful tool in helping you age gracefully. Seek the advice of a knowledgeable doctor who understands how a full-spectrum CBD can help your medical and oxidative stress issues. So for more information about the medical use of CBD oil, you can contact me directly on Instagram at bengonzalez underscore MD. That's B-E-N-G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-Z 
underscore MD. And you can also call the clinic to set up a telephone consultation with me at 301-622-2722 and say you heard me on this show. Well, guys, CBD is a powerful tool and a powerful antioxidant. Um, I hope that was helpful. Very helpful, very helpful. As always, Thanks, Dr. Dad. Benjamin Gonzalez. And also on the Understanding CBD YouTube page, we have a special Doc Cheese Corner segment where you can check a lot of these past Doc Cheese segments. And uh, we appreciate it again, Dr. Benjamin, Benjamin Gonzalez. And stay with us. We're back with the final of the show that people like to call Mail Sack and, and Walman's Wow. Stay with us. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 68, Understanding CBD. Hello. Welcome back, Stephen Wallman. Hey there, Max Sobel. We're glad to be back here. And uh, great guest today with Barry Pritchard. And, of course, Doc G and his segment is always awesome. But, you know, this is the time where we get to build a bridge between people and cannabis. That's what we do. Uh, this is our final segment, and we're going to bring you a couple things during this segment. First, we're going to do the 30-second uh, wellness tip, uh, better known as Wallman's Wow now. That's great. And then the second thing will be, uh, of course, the, the area they all, or the section they all wait and hear it for, and that's called what? Can you help us, Sam? Mail sack? Mail sack. Thank you, sir. He wasn't prepared. It's all good. It's my fault, not his. He, he, he was doing other things, and it's Making sure he's awake in there. That's right. So why don't we start out with the uh, Wallman's Wow. Go ahead, Stephen. Hit the All right. Hit we can mic. start this. And Wow stands for Words of Wisdom, in case you didn't catch that. Drink the right amount of water daily. I know you hear this all the time, but how much is the right amount of water? They say drink six to eight glasses a day, or around 64 ounces, but that can vary based on things like your weight, your exercise level, if you're sick or not. Did you know you cannot overdose on CBD, but you can overdose on water? Make sure you talk to your doctor to find out how much water you should be drinking, and make sure that you drink the right amount of water daily. Drink the right amount of water daily. Thanks, nice. Sam. Perfect. You got that one right. <laughs> water's important. Water's important for everybody. We all should be drinking enough water. Do you, do you feel like you drink enough water? I drink so much water. As you know, I had to run out to go to the bathroom a couple episodes ago because I drank too much water right before the show. I, uh, I pulled up an article um, from Healthline about like the 16 benefits to your body about drinking water, and uh, I thought about you today because one says it helps improve mood, and you walked in a little hot today to this microphone today, so I thought maybe you didn't drink enough water. You know? I gotcha. I gotcha. No. I'm in a great mood, and Good. I do drink so much water that I'm overflowing. I haven't overdosed yet. <laughs> You're overflowing uh, now. I'm overflowing. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Anything uh, else jump out at you on that list or I mean, pretty self-explanatory? All the stuff you can imagine, it helps improve mood. I mean, water's great for you. It's the, it's the what do they call it? It's the life force that go, that runs through you. So water's great for you. We encourage everybody to drink water. Stay away from the sodas and the sugary drinks. They're just terrible for you. Yeah, you, you know, know, I was talking to my doctor. Um, she's a naturopathic doctor and talking to her about drinking water, she said most of the patients that come into her, if they would just drink enough water, most of their problems would go away. Yeah. It's, and it's that significant. Reminds me of uh, the other episode we had with uh, Dr. Earl Mendel, where he said if everybody was taking enough vitamin D, you know, that there wouldn't be a need for hospitals. And, you know, I increased my vitamin D uptake because of that, you know, encouraged my wife to do so as well. You know, and if it's the same with CBD. If you could spend... A dollar for your health, it's gonna. If you don't spend the dollar on your health, it's gonna end up being ten thousand on your sickness. You're gonna spend so, much more later in life for sure. Know, for sure. That's some words of wisdom. That's the words of wisdom. Great job. Um, and remember, everybody, drink your water. And now let's do a little mail sack. Sam, mail you got that? Sack. Yeah. 
You've got mail. Well, MailSack is really special because it's your opportunity to really get your questions or your comments read out loud here. And, you know, I, I actually I just thought of something. We were just at the Pikesville Farmer's Market this past Tuesday, and a lovely woman named Barbara came up. And <laughs> I want to say, Barbara, thank you for listening to our show. I know you're doing the laundry right now and listening to our show. I appreciate I wanted to give you a shout-out, and I had a note here to remind myself. Uh, thank you for listening to the show, and thank you for especially coming up and saying hello to us personally. We appreciate that. And I'm not going to embarrass you, but at least I give you a shout-out. <laughs> so our mail sack message is from a customer whose name is Leanne, and so this is what she wrote. I have sampled many CBD products lately and would have to say Max and Stevens earned five stars all around for their product. As a nurse for over 25 years, I've observed and experienced many levels of illness and suffering. It's important when ingesting any medicine to know what you're taking, and this product is one of the more pure and effective that I've sampled. It literally opened my pineal gland up with a small sample. For those that don't know about the pineal gland, there's a lot of information. You might pronounce that right, pineal, pineal gland? Yeah. There's a lot of information these days, but it's interesting that Leanne brings it up. Um, now, I know that this is not standard, as I'm very in tune to my energy and can feel the energy of the CBD, which most people cannot, but you're, if you're looking for a high-quality product, this is the one. Thank you, Leanne. Uh, she says their company's professional, fastest shipping I've ever seen. I live in the boonies, and uh, we're incredibly knowledgeable and compassionate. This is not just a business I could feel it was their passion to help others, which is not the case with many new companies. Um, she wished us thank you and, and offered us blessings, and we appreciate that. And, th and we appreciate that we were able to help you and that it helps you get through your day because that's ultimately why we do this. Right, Stephen? Mm -hmm. That is right. That is how we do it. Uh, you know, if you ever want to have your letter read or your note read on the air, uh, what you want to do is you want to send us an email to hello at maxandstevens.com or hello at understandingcbd.com. We, we, we want to hear from you, and that's why we say hello. So reach out to us. Let us know. Uh, let us know your feedback, good, bad, or otherwise. I mean, we're equal opportunity here. Then, you know, all, all feedback is welcome. So let us know how, how it's going for you. Let us know how you're feeling. And, you know, the other nice thing is we've got some upcoming products that we'll be launching soon um, based on on high demand um, people are asking for larger bottles of our product and you know I'm gonna kind of let the cat out of the bag we're also releasing a roll-on which I, I really appreciate it's a nice to go type of product because you don't have to mess with the bottle itself it's just something you can put in your bag take along with you mrs. Mailsack has actually been testing it for several weeks now she's a real big fan so I can't wait to let the audience uh, in on that right Oh, you just did. Yeah, I did. You right. just did. Well, I mean publicly when we actually have it listed on our website so mm. that people can actually try it and purchase it. Gotcha. That's the that's that's really the, the unleashing, right? Speaking of websites, have you been to understandingcbd.com lately? I certainly have, testing the, uh, the the heck out of it, right, indeed. It's a great website. There's so much information on there. There's every past episode, um, all the YouTube videos. There's great articles. You can search by topic, any topic that you want. Um, there's all sorts of great information on there, and it's only going to grow. We add to that weekly. Yeah, and it's just refreshed. So we did a huge refresh. It's taken months, but we finally went live this past week, I think. They run into each other, but I'm pretty sure last week, and it's got a great section for like CBD 101 if you're a beginner. Right. It has CBD news. It has the radio show. Uh, really good. We want to thank all our guests today. Um, Barry Pritchard, thanks for joining us today. Uh, really appreciate it. Dr. Benjamin Gonzalez and uh, your wife in the background, we really appreciate that too. 
Um, Sam, great job filling in for Noah. I mean, that, those are hard shoes to fill. Thank you, Sam. We you appreciate know. it. We also want to thank our sponsors, Max and Stevens Premium Hemp Extracts. Please stop by maxandstevens.com and pick up a bottle for yourself, a loved one, a pet. Call or text 443-743-2444. Remember, we plant a tree for every bottle sold. Thank you all for joining us this Sunday. We'll see you next Sunday. God bless you and be well.